Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. If you missed it, we had a good time ringing in the brand new year on CBS Sports Radio. Just last night so happy new year to you if you're kicking off your familiar work routine whatever your routine happens to be maybe you're not working but you do have a familiar rhythm for your week maybe that starts on Tuesday I know in my own life nothing is familiar and Uh, especially around the house, (laughs) with so many bags and boxes and furniture tucked in the different corners. uh, It's a bit of, well, it's a bit, it's a lot of controlled chaos. And so Bob and I keep talking about how we can't wait until our lives are a little more boring. I mean, I, I don't remember the last time I was bored or boring, but we're looking forward to life settling and becoming a bit more boring than it was in 2023. Uh, That is my New Year's resolution, to be more boring. (laughs) For the first time in my adult life, my New Year's resolution is not to get married in the upcoming year. Check that puppy off the list. Um, But it is to become uh, a little more routine, a little less explosive we want them to be fat and sassy and spoiled a little less hectic and chaotic and volatile yeah i just want to be a hermit outside of work of course i don't work from home so i can't completely be a hermit and i do need groceries every week Uh, and i do have to walk the dog but i just really want life to settle into a bit of a routine If you are lamenting the fact that you're going back into your routine, well, just take it from me. Routine is not necessarily a bad word. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. You can find me on Twitter, Radio. We had so much fun last night, as I say, ringing in 2024. We heard from listeners all over the country and beyond. Uh, So, yeah, lots of tweets and Facebook messages to let us know where you were and how you were listening. Uh, And maybe the audience has primarily turned over on what is now this New Year's night. Or for those of you who are waking up already on your Tuesday morning, ouch. Um, But whatever it is the case, I love the fact that on holidays we have so many people who tune in that don't generally hear the show or have never heard the show before. And that was really the case not just on New Year's Eve, but also going back to the three shows I did last week from Texas and the After Hours Super Secret Home Base. Thankfully, that is all done. I was going to say, I was just about to say, no more shows on the road for a while, but 
It's not entirely true. We will be on the road in Las Vegas for Super Bowl week. Excited to partner with Southern Recipe Small Batch Pork Rinds to take after hours to Super Bowl 58. So that is something we're looking forward to already planning. You guys know I've never been to Vegas. This will be my first time in Las Vegas. And it's going to be a completely different experience, right? Because I'm working, but also because the Super Bowl is landing in Vegas for the first time ever. And so, believe it or not, I just made my hotel accommodations on Monday evening. So, that was part of what I was doing during those extended halftime. The The Rose Bowl halftime has got to be the longest halftime in the history of the world. Anyway, during halftime, uh, I was looking up deals to Vegas. Man, there are some great deals to be had right now for Super Bowl week. It's like the opposite of what happens in every other city where they jack up the prices and where they make you pay through the nose for being on hand for an event like this. But Vegas knows how to do it. They offer deals and they hook you so that, I guess... One big reason is so that you're there and you start to spend time in their casinos or you spend time at some of their other events on their shows, their various entertainment options. Uh, So, yeah, looking forward to it. As I say, an atypical visit to Las Vegas. I won't be there to gamble. To I don't even know if I'll have time to see a show. I would love to try. Cirque du Soleil in Vegas is on my bucket list. So I really would like to see a show there. And also, while I'm out there, if I do nothing else extracurricular, I have to see the Hoover Dam. I know it's not in Vegas, but it's within driving distance. And I've always wanted to see the Hoover Dam in person, uh, not in a movie. Although that's pretty cool when you see it in a movie. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so those are two things I'd like to do, but mostly this trip is about covering Super Bowl 58, being back on Radio Row, which, by the way, is located at Mandalay Bay. If you didn't know that, it's uh, it confirmed it this week, uh, located at Mandalay Bay, which is across the highway from Allegiant Stadium, the home of the Raiders, who will not be participating in the playoffs. So more details to come, but our huge thanks to Southern Recipe Small Batch Pork Rinds. And also, we'll have the chance to partner with the Gridiron Greats Assistance Fund as we navigate Super Bowl week in Radio Road like we've done going back to Super Bowl 50 in San Francisco. So a great partnership uh, for us here on After Hours, and we appreciate Mark Singleton and Rudolph Foods for making sure we get to Vegas, which, by the way, is a CBS Super Bowl. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on Twitter, also on our Facebook page, and our phone number is 855-212-4227. That's 855-212-4CBS. Let's talk about the Rose Bowl, shall we? Kicking off at 2 p.m. Pacific time, that's 5 p.m. Eastern time on New Year's Day, a battle of number one versus number four, and two of the Blue Bloods in college football. And Alabama striking first. Why? Because of an early botched punt by Michigan. Did you notice a theme between the two winners that will end up in the national championship game? There were not one, not two, but three botched and muffed punts. You want to talk about heart palpitations? Yeah, that's how Alabama gets its first opportunity on a mistake by the Wolverines. First down and 10, Alabama at the Michigan 34. Low snap, but he is able to get it to McClellan, who breaks free. Chase McClellan, touchdown run. Alabama strikes first. Milrose struggled to secure it, but when he got it to Chase McClellan, he was off like a rocket. 34 yards off the right side. Touchdown, Tuck.
That was definitely a theme for Milrow and the Alabama Center in that they did have troubles, issues, some miscommunication or maybe just poor execution. Uh, But they had trouble exchanging the football. You take it. No, you take it. It's like a hot potato. You take it. it. At times, it felt like... Or it looked like, it didn't feel like. It looked like it was their first time playing together, which obviously it was not. Uh, but they are able to get that Jace McClellan 34-yard rushing touchdown. He returned uh, after missing the SEC championship. Now, Michigan answers right away with a 75-yard drive and Blake Corum getting his forum in the national semifinal. Second down and four at the Alabama eight-yard line. Corum is in at the running back. McCarthy in the shotgun. The tight end, Barner, now comes to the tight formation on the left side. Michigan moving left to right. McCarthy back to pass. Is able to get it complete and into the end zone is Blake Corum. He was wide open, leaking out of the backfield, and brings it right across the goal line. Touchdown, Wolverines. On Learfield IMG, Michigan able to answer right away. And then again, late in the second quarter, an 83-yard drive featuring well, really, well, it was a, I don't know if it was a broken play, but because of the pressure by Alabama, it became a lot more complicated for J.J. McCarthy than it was supposed to be. There was a pitch initially when he took the snap and then a lateral back to him. And as the defense is bearing down, in fact, he ended up with a face full of turf. Uh, he's able to, as he's falling backward, deliver a 20-yard pass to Corum uh, before he got crushed. So, yeah, J.J. and Blake Corum, great tandem in that backfield for the Wolverines. Uh, The drive is capped by a 38-yard strike to Tyler Morris for the touchdown, though here's another theme for the Wolverines, the missed point-after attempt uh, that left them with a 13 points on the board instead of the 14. And after Alabama sneaks in a field goal, it's 13-10 at the half. Something that stood out, maybe you heard it on the broadcast, but Milrow was under plenty of pressure and duress in that first half. Five sacks by this vaunted Michigan defense before they hit the locker room. Um, And in the third quarter, the defense really took over. It was kind of stagnant offensively for both teams. Neither one scored in the third quarter. And so it was still 13-10 going into the fourth. Now, late in the third you started to see Alabama find its footing offensively, a little bit of momentum, and really it was sparked by the run game. Uh, Jalen and Jace kind of powered downfield, and there is an opportunity uh, for them now to take the lead courtesy of that run game. Spotted back at the three, the handoff, McClellan right side, touchdown, Alabama, Jace McClellan from three yards out gives Bama the lead, the Crimson Tide on top, 16-13. to 13. Once again on Learfield IMG, the Crimson Tide able to take that lead, and because the Michigan offense had been stuck in neutral for most of the second half. Uh, You had to think that Bama felt good just about getting the nose in front, though the tie do fumble uh, in that same quarter. And then there's another missed kick for Michigan. So wondered if that was going to become 
one of the fatal blows or the fatal flaws for the Wolverines. James Turner, uh, he actually missed the, the field goal as well as that earlier extra point. So four points that were left on the board there by the Wolverines. Uh, meanwhile, the senior for Alabama, he was money, Will Reichard. Uh, he had a pair of 50-plus yard field goals. And Bama was sitting on a 20-13 to 13 lead with inside of five minutes to go in this game. Deep breaths. Deep breaths. I have a friend who went to Alabama in Tuscaloosa, and uh, she is more than 20 weeks pregnant now, so she's halfway home. And uh, she she and her husband uh, were screaming and yelling at the TV, scaring the dog. Uh, she she and I were texting back and forth, and I'm thinking, this cannot be good for the baby. Locks breathing. <laughs> this stress and this duress cannot be good for the baby. <laughs> or maybe the baby just knows this is what happens during Alabama football. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. He's supposed to be cheering for Michigan, not for Alabama. Oh, hello, Tom Brady. So Michigan gets the ball and is feeling a sense of urgency, right? And marching down the field with a heavy roll for one Roman Wilson. So he'd been relatively quiet for most of the game, but they needed him late. From the 34-yard line, J.J. in a shotgun. Takes the snap. Back to pass, has a pocket, steps up, fires over the middle, caught by Roman Wilson at the 20, 15, 10, Roman Wilson knocked out of bounds inside the five. What a catch by Roman Wilson who climbed the ladder and has Michigan knocking on the door with 2.07 to go. 29 yards to Roman Wilson and Michigan has it first and goal from the Alabama five yard line. Clock running, minute 48 to go. JJ takes the snap. Fires. He's got Roman Wilson, who will walk into the end zone. Touchdown, Wolverines. J.J. McCarthy's third touchdown of the game, and Michigan has cut it to a one-point game. So for the Michigan Wolverines, that Roman Wilson wrinkle shows up at just the right time. Uh, and because with the 90, I think it was 92, 93 seconds to go, if you're trying to be precise, about a minute and a half left to go in the game. It's the four-yard touchdown catch to tie it. And while Alabama didn't do enough with the football, Michigan is waiting for the punt, right? So Alabama, I think, got one first down, if I remember correctly, uh, but then could not extend the drive and had to punt it back to the Wolverines. After J.J. McCarthy just found this great rhythm with his receiving core, you got to think they were feeling it. They were ready to at least drive for a game-winning field goal attempt, though obviously special teams had been an issue. But instead, Michigan muffs the punt again. Are you kidding me? And in fact, muffs it so badly that J.J. McCarthy is taking the next snap in his end zone, right? So they really played conservatively, just trying to avoid a safety that would have given Alabama the win. So the Wolverines play for overtime, and they do lose the snap, right? So, or not the snap, the coin flip. They lose the coin flip. Bama chooses to go on defense first. Well, that played right into the hands of a red-hot Michigan offense. J.J. takes the snap, hands it off to Corum. Outside to the 15, hesitates to the 10. Blake Corum inside the 5. Blake Corum with an outstanding run. Touchdown, Wolverines. And John, 
That may be one of the best runs of Blake Corum's career, and Michigan takes a six-point lead here in overtime. I tell you what, that was a great job. What a beautiful, beautiful run, play call, and execution by this Michigan offense. A pair of Blake Corum runs, and the Wolverines are right into the end zone. It felt like it happened so lightning quick. They really did not waste any time, and they go up 27-20. to 20. That time, the point after was good. Uh, and then Michigan has to deal with the Alabama offense, and while Bama is able to get inside the nine, then it's the problem of trying to get it through that Michigan defense into the end zone, which is always a challenge. Jalen Milrow in a shotgun. Game on the line. Fourth and goal from the three. Milrow puts a man in motion. Empty backfield. Low snap. Quarterback run up the middle. Yeah! He's not going to make it. He's not going to make yeah! it. Yeah! Nowhere close as the Michigan defense stuffs Jalen Milrow. And the Wolverines will play <laughs> Going to Houston, the baby. championship one week from tonight. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What a moment. On Learfield IMG, the Michigan Wolverines moved to 14-0 after beating Alabama in overtime and it'll be number one versus number two in the national championship. A first national title appearance for the Wolverines. And in a year of adversity, in a year of accusations, and in a year of a suspension, after Jim Harbaugh was accused of sending a team employee, or at least knowledge of a team employee that goes on the road and recruits in person where that is outlawed by the NCAA, he accepts his three-game suspension. He misses Michigan-Ohio State, so he doesn't get to coach in the big game. Also doesn't end up even being in the stadium for what was his 100th win as a head coach. But he has the last laugh. Now, you may think it's cheating, and that's okay. I, it's, it is against the rules, so technically, yes. If he knew about it, which he likely did, it's cheating. It reminds me a little bit of the whole situation with the Houston Astros in 2017. As much as we're pretty sure that a lot of college football teams are doing the same or a lot of college football programs have found ways to circumvent that rule, no doubt the Big Ten was willing to make an example out of Harbaugh and maybe send a message to the rest of the conference. I just think it's such an easy rule to get around. Again, I'm not saying it's okay. Just that you can be sure that Harbaugh isn't the only coach. Or Michigan's not the only school who's kind of getting around this by having maybe team employees or boosters buy tickets to other games so that they can scout. It seems so archaic to me now when you can access the digital tape and the video so quickly. So Harbaugh, I thought, did handle himself with class through most of it, ended up accepting the suspension after vowing that he would fight and testify on his behalf, and now ultimately has the last laugh. Now, some of you have responded to me on Twitter by saying, great, until all of these wins are vacated and Michigan actually has to 
<laughs> give up its national title. But that's a problem for another day. He was so thrilled for his team and for the school afterwards. You'll hear from him as well as from his quarterback, J.J. McCarthy. They have a special relationship. It was funny because Holly Rowe, who was doing the interviews there, was uh, talking to the Michigan sidelines uh, after the win. She said, I keep hearing you say, I love you, I love you, I love you, to all your different players. It's neat when you have a coach who develops that kind of a relationship with his guys, with his teams, where there's such devotion and loyalty and also gratefulness. It really becomes as much a family as it is a football team. And you can see that a lot of times in the chemistry. We'll also hear from Nick Saban. That last play, oi, it made me want to do a facepalm like that. Jalen Milrow, I get it that the offensive line for Alabama has been really good, and they were able to run the ball for most of the game. But he ran directly into a wall. Uh, At that point, it almost felt like he could have bounced off. And the outside was wide open, right? A cut to the left, and he's likely into the end zone. So you'll hear Nick Saban explain it and why that call. On Twitter, A Law Radio. On our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence, our phone number 855 212 4227. Happy New Year. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Here to you. It's After Hours on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. From the pistol, three wide outs, two left, one right. Empty set now as Williams goes left. Quarterback keep, nowhere to go for Milrow as he tried the quarterback keep. The Wolverines stop the tide. They end Alabama's season, and Michigan advances to college football's national championship game next week in Houston. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. 
The call on Learfield IMG as Alabama runs into a wall on the goal line. Jalen Monroe unable to get into the end zone, and Michigan is able to stuff the run of the Alabama Crimson Tide three times inside the nine for the W in overtime. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Jim Harbaugh beaming following this win and now looking ahead to Monday. Glorious. That was glorious. It was a tremendous football game. Congratulate uh, Alabama on a terrific game and their, uh, their great players and coaching staff and their, their fans. Um, that was an epic game and uh, glorious is uh, how I feel. That was a uh, tremendous win. It just means everything, you know, just think about how far we've come, all the, you know, hardships that we went through as a team and as a brotherhood. Just being able to do it on this stage, you know, it's been 26 years since Michigan won in this building and, you know, the second most appearance out of any college in the entire country uh, playing in this game. So, you know, it's just amazing the way it happened, but, you know, ultimately it's everything that Coach said. We can't do it without the unity that we have. Everything that we went through this entire year, it made us unbreakable. And in the biggest moments, we were going to show up. J.J. McCarthy, the quarterback for the Wolverines, goes 17 of 27, 221 yards passing and three touchdowns. And while there were stretches where neither offense could really find any forward momentum or forward progress, the Wolverines were able to get it done late in the fourth quarter then on into overtime. And I love the number of different guys that J.J. McCarthy could turn to. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. It's obvious that Coach Harbaugh and J.J. McCarthy have a special relationship. Uh, They were caught on camera, and this has happened before, but following the Rose Bowl win, I love you. I love you too, Coach. Against Alabama, I think the last quarterback to win in overtime against Alabama was none other than Tom Brady. And uh, and I've said it before, but this is right here. This is... This is the greatest quarterback in University of Michigan football, college football history. In a college career, uh, there's been nobody at Michigan better than than J.J. Um, and I know we, we, we talk about an amalgamation of quarterbacks. Uh, he, is, he, is, he is that guy. Hmm, high praise from one Jim Harbaugh, who really didn't want to be on camera, on TV, any more than he had to. He wanted his players to step into that Bama spotlight. But, of course, the questions persist. What about this year? Uh, What about the suspension? What about this? What about that? And, honestly, the Wolverines are a great example of what doesn't kill you, what doesn't break you, what doesn't cause you to give up, makes you stronger. And, in this case, certainly solidified a bond in their locker room. It's just the way this team is built. Um, And... The way how connected they are as as players and and we are as a team, it's it's unanimous support for each and every guy, and um, you know it's almost been an unfair advantage. I mean, all the things that that uh, you know that the team has gone through. I mean, we don't care anymore. We don't care what people say. We don't care about uh, um, anything that comes up. We just know we're going to overcome it because uh, it's unanimous support from uh, every single guy on the team. And it really did take all hands on deck to find some offense in the late stages. So Roman Wilson, he is four for 73, four carries for 73 yards, or excuse me, four catches for 73 yards and the touchdown. And then Blake Corum himself, 
19 carries, 83 yards, a couple of different touchdowns. Uh, it's it's pretty cool when you know that it's not just one guy, when you know that, especially for this college team and the college landscape, because things change uh, every year, even more so than in pro sports, that it's a team effort. And as much as that can be cliche, uh, it's really true of these Wolverines where, as we talked about, Roman Wilson pretty quiet for most of the game until that last drive. Uh, And to be able to uh, throw different looks and dial up different plays, it's such a luxury for a coach. And, of course, you need your quarterback to be able to work those guys in at the same time feels great. I mean, just so uh, what we what happened to us these last two years and, and what this team has, has built and overcome. And I mean, I, I mean, again, I just love this team so much. And, and, and the mentality we had going into that last drive, it, it was unbelievable. And I'm just so grateful for that. I'm happy, but I'm not like super happy. I'm right in the middle, you know, because I know the job's not finished. And uh, I know we have to prepare for Houston. We we're a little sloppy today, um, but we'll fix that up and uh, we'll be ready uh, come Monday. I love how Blake Corum says I'm happy, but I'm not super happy. I'm sort of happy. I'm not all the way happy over the top happy. I'm happy, but let's not get carried away. (laughs) Right in the middle, you know, because there's still more that we got to do. There's some business we got to take care of. That comes up next Monday, the national championship game. So pretty fun uh, for us as football fans. I love January because you do have the NFL and college football stacked up back to back on these first two weekends. So we get... Week 18 in the NFL, we're going to talk more about it the second half of the show because there's so much yet still on the line. Uh, and then we've got the national championship on Monday. So once again, you go Saturday, Sunday, Monday to start the new year. And next week, same thing. Doubleheader in the NFL on Saturday. Final games of the NFL regular season on Sunday with the playoff field to be set. And then Monday is the national championship. And then, oh boy, wildcard weekend which is supersized with its nine-plus hours of football on both Saturday and Sunday. High production. Oh, my goodness. I already started warning Bob that, sorry, Wild Card Weekend is a no-go. For dates, it's a no-go. For <laughs> Jay and I watched Saturday. It was Saturday Wild Card Weekend last year, right? Yes, it was. And the Jaguars fall into that huge hole against the Chargers, and Jay and I start watching Star Wars. And then <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Maybe we should go back. Well, I forgot what we were watching. Was it Andor? Uh, I think it was Rogue One, actually. Uh, was it? Are you sure? I thought it was one it of the serial Andor, series. Yeah. I can't remember when Andor. Maybe it was Obi-Wan. I don't know. Whenever it came out, we, you and I were watching an episode of something that we well, liked. 27 nothing. I know. It was insane. <laughs> and uh, then we tune into the game just to kind of see what the final score is and realize, ruh-roh, hmm. they're coming back. And so... <laughs> We had to rewind and watch what was happening there uh, between Jacksonville and Los Angeles. So, yeah, never take your eyes off the wild card weekend. Liz on Twitter, A-Law Radio, as a Bama fan, I think this game took a few years off my life. Can't wait for next season. Oh, it's good to be a Tide fan, right? Because you always have next season. Uh, and then Marsha, my heart rate on my Apple Watch was all over the place in the last few minutes and overtime of the Michigan game. I'm exhausted. <laughs> Not sure I needed that three-mile walk earlier today. Well, Marsha, look at you. Have some extra dessert. Have a, another sweet just for that reason because you have earned it with your stress. Yeah, heart palpitations over the college football playoff 
national semifinals. I'd love to hear from you on Twitter, A-Law Radio, and then also on our Facebook page. Coming up, Nick Saban explains that last play call in which Jalen Milrow just went straight up the middle right into the teeth of the Wolverines' defense. And why did they ultimately lose this game at the Rose Bowl to Michigan? Whew! Is it already 90 minutes in? And we haven't even hit the NFL yet, really. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. You are listening to the After... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hours podcast. Jalen Milrow in a shotgun. Game on the line. Fourth and goal from the three. Milrow puts a man in motion. Empty backfield. Low snap. Quarterback run up the middle. Yeah! He's not going to make it. He's not Nowhere close as the Michigan defense stuffs Jalen Milrow and the Wolverines yeah. will play <laughs> Go the Houston, baby. championship one week from tonight. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. The call on Learfield IMG, despite two muffed punts, despite two missed kicks, a point-after attempt and a field goal. And despite a largely stagnant offense in the second half until the very late stages of the fourth quarter and overtime, the Michigan Wolverines' defense was game for that last running attempt by Jalen Milrow and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Uh, Milrow runs right into a brick wall. It, it was odd. I wouldn't have been surprised if in cartoon fashion he had run into it and bounced backwards on his rear end because there was no way he was getting through that wall. And as good as the Crimson Tide offensive line has been, that is the strength of Michigan's defense is that D-line. And he was better off trying to, to use his speed, to use his athleticism to get around the outside because there was no way he was going through. And it seems so quick, too. Just takes the ball, and I understand that they're one of the best in the country at getting their quarterback through a hole, but there was no hole, and there was no push. The Wolverines stood tall. So Nick Saban, what about that final play of the game? Tommy just felt like the best thing that we could do uh, was have a quarterback run. Uh, which was kind of our two-point play, one of our two-point plays for this game. 
and the ball was on the three-yard line, which is just like a two-point play. So, But we didn't get it blocked, so it didn't work. We didn't execute it very well, and it didn't work. And they pressured, and we thought they would pressure, uh, but we thought we could gap them and block, block them and make it work, and it didn't. Tommy is Tommy Reese, who is the offensive coordinator for Alabama. He was shown on TV multiple times. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. If you're watching the minutes following or the moments following the Alabama loss in OT, you maybe saw Jalen Milrow, who was slamming his helmet on the ground, really frustrated, upset with himself uh, about not getting through, not able to capitalize on what were three run plays inside the nine-yard line. You win some, you lose some. This is all part of the game, you know. Uh, with anything, you know, all I, all I came down was fall back to your level of training, and we just failed on that play. That's all it was, you know, because at the end of the day, I just trusted the guys up front for believing me on the last play to have the ball, and unfortunately, we just, we just missed, and we just didn't get in the end zone. I told the players after the game, I told them before the game, it's going to be about what we do, and when you look back at it, it's, it's kind of about what we did and what we didn't do. Um, not taking anything away from Michigan. They played a great game. They got a good team. They're very well coached. And I uh, wish them the best of luck in the future. But, you know, we could have done things a little better as well. And that's on me, on the coaches. It's not anybody else. I do know that the layoff sometimes affects teams differently. Now, generally, Alabama is so well coached and so prepared. And Nick Saban and his staff usually have an edge when it comes to layoffs because of the extra time to prepare. And Alabama had the momentum, had the lead, just couldn't protect there at the end against J.J. McCarthy and the different weapons and different looks for that Wolverines offense. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. You can find me on Twitter, A Law Radio, and then on our Facebook page, too. Part of what Nick Saban is talking about is some of the sloppiness, the mistakes. That would include the quarterback and center exchanges. Now, they didn't necessarily come back to bite them in terms of turnovers. But, yeah, you miss opportunities, and you la- uh, maybe you lack not just forward progress on those plays, but you kind of stunt a drive when you have multiple handoffs that are botched or aren't smooth, which costs precious seconds. With anything, it takes preparation, whether it's pass protection, whether it's running game, the passing game. Um, you know, the quarterback and the center have to have a great relationship, and that is something that we try to build um, throughout the whole season. Um, so, you know, there's a multitude of things that me and Seth talk about, and uh, in that regard, you know, that's something we do talk about. Obviously, we're very disappointed about the outcome of the game. Uh, I don't think we played great in the first half, but I was really, really proud of the way our players played in the second half. We just didn't finish the last four minutes of the game uh, like we'd like to, and we're all very disappointed, and the players are disappointed as well. So Nick Saban has gone now three years without a national championship. (laughs) It's crazy to even say, and then to qualify it as a disappointment, right? Because he's won so often and because they've been in nearly every playoff. But to go a whole three years without a national championship, Bama fans are starting to get itchy. Meanwhile, you've got two teams that will play for the college football playoff national championship game for the first time. And that's Michigan 
and Washington. So excited about seeing some fresh blood and something new. Washington won a championship going back to long before there was a playoff or the BCS or anything like this. Uh, A shared national championship that came down to rankings and voting. And that was in the early 90s. I think it was 1991. Uh, And for Michigan, of course, an iconic football program. Jim Harbaugh has made it his own. And just for kicks and giggles, not that we're counting our Wolverines or our Ravens before they hatch. Only one of those actually hatch. Not that we're counting them before they hatch, but can you imagine the the, the possibility, the potential for what it might be, say, I don't know, let's call it Valentine's Day for the Harbaugh home. Just, just consider it. The Ravens are the top seed in the AFC. They've got home field advantage throughout the playoffs in their conference. Best record in the NFL. A quarterback who is the odds-on favorite, at least he was going into Sunday. Not, I haven't checked the latest numbers, but Lamar Jackson, one of the top candidates for NFL MVP this season. He just showed his butt. <laughs> not because of that. And they're coached by John Harbaugh, who's never had a bad day, or at least not lately. Nobody's got it better than the Ravens. And it's really funny because Jim Harbaugh says the same thing. Who has it better than Michigan? Nobody! And everybody responds. In fact, you heard it at the Rose Bowl because he was asked that question. He gets that. He, he kind of asked it of himself, right? Same thing as John Harbaugh does. Who has it better than the Ravens? Jim Harbaugh will say say the same thing. Who has it better than Michigan? Who has it better than us? And the fans will respond, nobody. It's a family thing, apparently. But there is the possibility the Ravens could go to the Super Bowl under John and Michigan could end up national champions under Jim. Super cool. These chickens are... Low maintenance and high production. I love it when we have family affairs. Speaking of John Harbaugh, uh, the question has been asked about Lamar playing in Week 18 since the Ravens at this point cannot improve their position. The idea, though, that you, you rest your starters then begs the question of the layover, right? Because they already have a bye in week number, or wild card week, week number one of the playoffs. So do you really want your quarterback to sit that long? And is he going to play in week 18? I have not made a decision on any personnel yet. we got to kind of work through the injury part of it first, and that'll take us probably 24 to 48 hours to get a real handle on that. Uh, and then we'll make those decisions. Uh, we're not going to keep it a secret. Uh, we'll let you know what we're going to do uh, once we start practicing. We're not going to keep it a secret. I like that. Man, we've got some super scintillating and let's hope entertaining, but definitely compelling football on the horizon. Bread and butter, uh, peanut butter and jelly, whatever you want to call it. I like both those things, peanut butter and jelly, as well as bread and butter, though personally my preferred jelly is actually preserves. I am a big fan of the all-natural blackberry preserves, all-natural, sometimes red raspberry, sometimes black raspberry. I'm trying to think what else. Oh, boysenberry, you ever had that? Oh, so good. Blueberry? Eh, 
I eat a lot of blueberries. I'll take cherry, but mostly I get the either the blackberry or the red raspberry preserves. How about like a mango? Mango preserves? Do they have that? Interesting. I'm not sure I've ever seen it, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did. When was the last time you ate preserves, Jay? Uh, the next might be the first. Yeah. yeah. Same with your broccoli. Uh, I did have people reach out to me after the, we'll call it dubious episode of Jay eating broccoli. He he did not eat more than a piece and a half. Not true. Oh, it's so true. And wanted me to pretend like he'd eaten it all. Do you know I took the leftover broccoli with me to Texas? on the the way to the wedding weekend because there was so much left I couldn't throw it away. I felt badly about it and so I took it with me. But then because Bob and I never ate it, it actually got thrown out in Texas. (laughs) Uh, uh, It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 